0: that our hearts and minds are receptive God to receive what you have for us on tonight and I thank you father that I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live but it's Christ who lives in me in Jesus name amen and amen let's begin again we have been talking about offense so what I'm going to do I'm gonna wrap up the first part of offense because It's a lot dealing with that, and I pray with so far what we have went over that it has helped all of us to recognize offense. Sometimes we don't recognize it because it's hidden, and sometimes we do recognize it, but we don't do anything about it, and that's not good. So through these teachings, it should help all of us to know if we have offense in our lives. And sometimes we want to hide it because we don't want people to know we get offensive. But, you know, at times we do. But when we recognize offense, we deal with it and we don't let it deal with us. Because if you don't deal with it, it will deal with you. And the enemy used that as an entrapment. He used it as a snare, a trap from the enemy. So let's look at the definition of offense again. Offense is words and deeds that entice you to sin. It's words or deeds. Those deeds are actions. You know, people actions, the way they act, can entice you to sin. Things that people say can entice you to sin. But we know offense is a, a bait, a trap Satan use, uses to get you to sin. I went over Luke 17, 1. Where Jesus was talking to his disciples, he was talking to his followers, his learners of Christ, just as I am talking to you on tonight about offense because you are Christians. You are born again. And this is something that um, God wants us to be aware of so it will not entrap us and ensnare us and stop us from doing the work of the Lord. Because we're here to do a work unto him, and things will stop us from doing that work unto him. Jesus told his disciples in 17 One, amplified and Jesus said to his disciples temptations snares traps set to entice to sin are sure to come but woe to him by or through whom they come. So Jesus is saying they are sure to come as long as we're in this world we know we're not of this world but being in this world offense is going to come it's going to come through um, people that that are not born again. It's going to come from people that are born again, from the ones that we think that would not bring the offense. But we have Christians that are so offended and don't realize that they're offended, that they think that they're doing right by saying and doing what they do, but they're putting a stumbling block in somebody else's way. And that's why Jesus say, woe to the one that brings offense. He says, it's just like putting a milestone around their neck and they drown in the sea and that's just how severe it is. And what he's talking about a milestone, it's like a round stone that got a hole in the middle and they put it upon that donkey so that donkey could carry that weight. But can you imagine when you bring a fence and, and you drowning at the, in the sea because of the weight of it? So he's letting us know it's not a good thing to, be, to bring offense. So that's why we have to recognize it. And once we recognize it, we have to do something about it. The problem is when, just like we're getting taught now about what offense is, some of us know we have offended folk. Some of us know that we're carrying offense. If you do not go into the word of God and deal with it, you're going to go back to the same pattern. The problem is we don't go to the word of God to deal with situations in our lives. And that's why you don't see change um, with 20 year old Christians. They're doing the same thing. They act in the same way and they're trying to justify why they are acting that way. The word will bring change to you. The word will bring transformation if you want that change. Because if you enter the same pattern, because somebody can't speak to you or somebody asks you something and you feel like what you asked me was not appropriate. I just asked you, could you hand me that dish? What's so inappropriate? about It's the way you said it. Okay. Y'all, this is funny. Sometimes when I'm talking to my husband, I bring offense to him. I don't mean to. But you know how we always um, joke around. Sometimes I talk to evangelists about this because we joke around with our husbands with this. You know, with a woman, she can pick up something just like that because it's read in the front. Men, theirs come from the back to the front. Look it up. So it takes them a little bit to calculate what we women are saying. So if we had to say it once, we good. But when you got to say it twice... They stir something up in you. But when you got to say it three times, this is what I would do to my husband. I'll do like this. I'll say, and the man said, see, I'm bringing offense. He said, you trying to say I'm stupid? No, I'm not trying to say you stupid, but I said it three times. Well, go back and tell me again. And then you get frustrated. And then you're saying, Lord, have mercy. It, that's offense y'all ain't never been like that well sometimes you got to tell a person over and over and you're like what's up with that I I, am, 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 I know I don't have a speech impediment it's something wrong lord help me so see the enemy is trying to ensnare you right then he's trying to bring a trap that's that's a part of um, offense there as well because you've and sometimes we can be so much in pride y'all Feeling like we know everything, and when we tell a person something, we feel like they're supposed to grab hold to it right then. And then, when they don't grab hold to it, we get upset, and then the person get upset because that person is thinking you're trying to say, "I don't know, I don't know," because you didn't explain it right. I, yes, I did. I explained it right. You just don't know how to catch on. You just need to pay attention. So that's offense, y'all. I look at it like this: if I'm in the Word of God. And I'm studying the word and I'm meditating on the word and I know what the word of God is saying. And when I'm giving you constantly the word of God and I'm giving you the word just as it is written and and breaking it down. And I feel as if with the help of the Holy Spirit, you should grab it. But then when you don't grab it and I'm seeing the same pattern, I go back to the father and I say, Father, Holy Spirit. What am I doing wrong? Why am I seeing the same pattern? And we don't went through this over and over again. Father, help me not to get frustrated, but show me, is there another way I need to go in? Is there another way I need to come out? Is there another way I need to bring it? Because I'm seeing the same patterns and I shouldn't see these same patterns. This is what Jesus is saying. When you go into the word of God, and if you're in the word, You shouldn't see the same pattern. I can say, I'm sorry all day long to my husband and say, oh, how I love you. I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry I made you feel stupid. But then when he don't catch hold again, I'm saying, are you stupid? But I wouldn't tell him he's stupid. But that's what we do. And the reason why I'm doing it is because I didn't deal with. What was dealing with me? He didn't deal with why he wasn't catching on. So here we are again with the same situation and nobody is taking the word of God to resolve that situation. Y'all, this is what's happening in the church. People come to church, but they don't allow the word of God to get in them so they can change what's going on around them. Pride will stop you from seeing you. Pride will stop you. From looking at you, you know, we, we won't look at ourselves. We're always looking at everybody else. You know, it's Barbara's fault. It's never my fault. If she was just listening, she can do what she has to do. I know what I have to do. So, see, I'm looking at her, but I'm not saying, well, God, maybe I didn't give it to Barbara the right way. Show me another way to approach Barbara. Maybe she got so much on her mind that she's not understanding what I'm saying. I don't want to bring a a fence between us. I don't want to build up a wall where I'm sending somebody else because I feel like she's just not catching hold to what I'm saying. So God want us to see what offense really is so we can deal with it because y'all offense is sure to come and it comes so much in the body of Christ. It stops us from going out there and winning souls and that's what the enemy want. In case y'all didn't know, people are dropping dead daily now. Daily, every day you hearing about a death close to home. You're hearing about that. And some Christians Christians are wasting time not being in the word of God, hearing what God wants you to do, how he wants you to do it. Because everywhere you go, your steps should be ordered of the Lord. You don't know where this person is, but God does. You don't know when you're in the grocery store. You got to be open to him to bring the word of God now to people because People are leaving here. Faster than they can put them in the ground, they are leaving here. And I believe some morticians now is saying, it ain't about the money no more. It's just too much going on. It's going to get to the point, y'all, they ain't going to have nowhere to put them. But we got to be ready to make sure that people know about Jesus. That's the most important thing. And then we're going to know where they are. We can't, oh, we're going to get into that too. But dealing with offense, we learned that Jesus was telling us about is sure to come. So he's giving us a warning. He's letting us know that offense is sure to come. And then the next thing is um, past hurt and betrayal will bring on offense. If we don't take care of our past hurt. I'm doing a review. If we don't take care of our past hurt and a betrayal, that means when um, someone breaks our trust. When we don't take care of that and we let that hurt stay there, instead of doing what we need to do to let God heal our broken heart and bind up all of our wounds, guess what? We're going to come at people any kind of way. And they're not the ones that hurt us. Y'all, I have seen so many people with deep hurts, dealing with marriage, dealing with relationships, dealing with the children, dealing with the job that they have held so much offense when you come to them and you're trying to be there for them and, you know, you're giving them the word of the Lord, they come back at you and say, well, why did you tell me that? Why did you say that to me? If you ever hear someone, you know, rise up when you ask them just one question, that's offense. And you know you didn't do nothing for them to act that way towards you, that's offense. Immediately what you need to say is, oh, I'm so sorry. If I said it wrongly, please take care of it right then. Because, see, the enemy is going to have that person watching you. They're going to watch your actions. They're going to watch what you say, how you said it, when you said it, and they're going to put it right in that treasure, which is the heart, and it's going to gather up. It's going to gather up, and it's going to be heaps of that stuff that's going to bring bitterness, that's going to bring anger, that's going to bring jealousy. Y'all is in the house. I'm telling y'all this right now. God is not teaching on this like this if this is not here. It is here, it has always been here, and the enemy know the churches that's really wanting to do the will of God. He knows those churches, so what is he going to do? He's going to come in here and bombard those churches and get a hold to the ones that are not getting hold to this word and use them to bring division in the house of God where I or leaders have to deal with this before we can even move on to tell Tell people about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? Only one said amen was Manny that I heard loud. I ain't hear no loud amen. I heard manned deep voice. Amen. Some people don't want to say amen to this. Because see the word's supposed to cut you. God love you enough to cut you up. He does because he bring us together so we can see what's in our lives so we can deal with it so we can go help others. We can't help nobody else if we're not dealing with this stuff that's going on with us. So the more you spend time in the word, it's reviving you. It's bringing life unto you. It's taking care of those dead situations, those things that you want to bury, those things that you don't want to deal with. Y'all, thank God for the Holy Spirit. He lets us know when we cause offense. He let us know when offense is coming at us. He lets us know how to deal with it. And I tell you what, when he allow us to deal with it, it's such in a humble way. It's not with anger. So we know past hurts and betrayal will bring offense. So if you have any past hurt or if someone have betrayed you, someone have let you down, you need to deal with that because you're bringing it up in the church. We're the church. You're bringing it in here so when somebody's really trying to be there for you, some people are saying, why are you all in my business? Who told you that? Told me what? I just asked a question. That's just how offense is. Number three, when trouble and persecution come, offense shows up. When tragedy come in your life, When trouble come in your life, when trials and tribulations come in your life, when the fire gets hot, that's when things begin to come to the surface. That's when them impurities begin to come to the surface. You know, when a family is going through, they may be going through financially. You know, when people got money, they smiling. They all nice. But when the money uh, begin to act a little funny... People begin to act a little funny. Don't ask for no money when they ain't got none. They mad. F- offense rises up. So see, when things like that come, offense rises up even the more. Because whatever is hidden, y'all, it's, it's going to be revealed. Um, go with me to Isaiah 48.10. I didn't give you that scripture um, last time. Isaiah 48.10. Expanded Bible. I have made you pure, refined you, but not by fire as silver is made pure. I have purified you by giving giving you troubles in the furnish of affliction and suffering. So see what was happening here? When suffering came, when affliction come, you know, we have troubles sometime in our lives that we don't want to have. But that's when we're tested through it. So sometime you're tested to show you what's there. So don't get upset, don't get angry when things begin to happen in your life and things that you didn't realize was there begin to pop up. You begin to be more angry at your spouse or more angry at your children or more angry at the people on the job because you know they told you if you don't have this amount of money in this time this is gonna happen. Or something is going on with you physically, emotionally, spiritually and all of a sudden everything is hitting all at one time. So somebody, you know they come with Within the church, and they may ask Sister Deborah, Sister Deborah, um, when are you going to have those um, tax forms out. Well, don't you get them every year by the 31st? Why you asking me that? Y'all know something wrong, Miss Deborah. Just start praying. Just say, you know, Sister Deborah, I'm so sorry. I, I, I'm so sorry that I um, made you feel that way. Please forgive me and walk on off. I'm just playing. I don't think she will do you like that. I don't think she will do you like that. But this is what happens. When a person is already going through, and you ask them for something, have y'all ever been in that situation? I know me and my husband have. (laughs) If if I have everything in front of me, and he'll keep bothering me and bothering me and bothering me and asking me questions, I may snap at him. And when I know that's not right, y'all, the only difference is, me and my husband have our ups and downs, don't we? Yes, we do. But the only difference is, we resolve it. And that's what God wants us to do. Some people act like they're so picture perfect when it comes to marriage. Lie liar, you, lie you, your pants on fire. Ain't no marriage picture perfect. Because everybody have their up and down days. And men, y'all rather be on a rooftop than be in a house with a contentious woman. Y'all rather get up there with a blanket and freeze. They go back in the house, because that woman don't know how to shut up. Now, women, they'll get it going. But you got some women that won't say nothing to you, and that makes you even madder. They'll walk around, won't say nothing. Yeah, them right there is balkan scripts. They're trying to squeeze the life out of you, or them pythons. Yeah, but them rattlesnakes, they're going to strike. Y'all better know which snake you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. If you're dealing with a python, they're going to squeeze you to death. So offense, y'all, this is serious business. So God is teaching all of and Erica is back there. She said, that's why I ain't married. That's why I don't have no husband. I can come to home and go to sleep and get up and barber too. All them back there, they woo, 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 woo. But y'all know y'all deal with offense even with yourself. You be beating up yourself. You can be single, but that don't mean offense don't come. It it Even with being single. So we see that when trouble and persecution comes, offense shows up. And then we look at pride will not allow you to see offense. Pride, if you have pride in you, you will see everybody else in what they do, but you will never see you. Because you're thinking that, You know, I'm justified for the reason why I I come at you this way I came at you this way. So pride, you know, with pride, you're lifted up. You want to be exalted. you making it all about you, you know, and not looking at what's hidden. So we have to understand that pride come in many ways, y'all, and we're going to talk about that because some people don't think they're prideful. Any person that will not come down, even when they know that they're right and they won't hum themselves, you full of pride. Because just like Abraham, what did he do? He didn't allow pride to come in. He didn't allow strife to separate them. He didn't allow that offense to come in. He What he said? You go left, I go right. You go right, I go left. So he let him choose first because he trusted God. So he didn't allow that conflict to keep going on between them. So somebody got to be the bigger person and humble yourself and step in and say, you know what, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said it that way. Forgive me for coming at you that way. I didn't even realize I came at you that way. And sometimes we're so used to what we do and how we do it, we don't see ourselves, but somebody else does. So if a person do not see themselves because they're used to what they do, what do we supposed to do? We're supposed to go to our brother and sister in Christ and say, you may not realize it's not what you said, it's how you said it. We don't leave them out there like that. When we love a person, it's no way I can allow my husband to come up on people and I'm right there with him and he's telling them truth, but it's the way he's presenting the truth. It said we're supposed to speak truth in love and if I love my husband and I'm hearing it, I should pull him aside and say, can I talk to you for a minute? Or he could pull me aside and say, can I talk to you for a minute? We're supposed to do that as husband and as wife. And we're supposed to do that as the body of Christ. If we see anybody that's doing something that's not right, we're supposed to let them know. I remember um, it was an incident that happened years ago, and my husband overheard someone disrespecting someone within this ministry. My husband took it upon himself to pull them aside, and he told them what was up. That's very disrespectful, and you don't do that. And guess what the person did? They went back and apologized. But the person that they did it to knew they was disrespectful and didn't say nothing. That's not how we roll. When you see something that's out of order, we're the body of Christ. Every joint supplies. Everybody want to teach. Everybody want to prophesy. Everybody want to lay hands. Everybody want to do all that. But you don't want to step up to somebody and let them know this is not right. Why is that, y'all? Why do we want the gifts to be in operation? God ain't gonna allow gifts to operate in you when you outside of his will. The Spirit stirs up those gifts as he will. So when you're holding all this in your heart and people seeing you going forth and prophesying, and then they're seeing how you treated this person, they'll call you a lying prophet, even though you're telling the truth. They don't want to hear that foolishness because they done heard otherwise. So the next thing is, we talked about pride. A hardened heart will not allow you to see offense. A hardened heart will not allow you to see offense. When your heart become hard, it become insensitive to the things of God. It become more sensitive to the things of the world. So if your heart is hardened, it will not allow you to see offense. That's Hebrews 13, um, 3.13. The next one People cannot see their true condition. Some people cannot see their true condition. Remember we talked about the church in Revelation um, chapter 3 where they were rich. And they were looking at how rich there was, but uh, they didn't see their true condition of how their heart was, and God had to reveal that to them. He said, I'd rather for you to be hot or cold. I don't need for you to be lukewarm, and he was telling them what they have to do. Some of us think that because everything is okay in this area, because we have money, everything is good, but God want to show us our true condition. He's letting us know your money is not going to save you. From what you're going through. So sometimes God will send people to you. To show you your true condition. And thank God for those that He seen. To let us know that we have problems in that area. We shouldn't get mad. We should humble ourselves and say. God if you're bringing this word. You're bringing it to us for a reason. So show us what to do with what you're giving us. We don't just put it on a shelf. Because God want to bring that up out of you. So we can do away with it. The next thing is how believers should be. Well, I said the true condition, Revelations. Then we talked about how a believer should be. Look, let's look back at Second Timothy two twenty-four through twenty-six. This is how we should be as believers. And the servant of the Lord must not be quarrelsome, that's fighting and contending. Instead, he must be kindly to everyone, mild-tempered, preserving the bond of peace. He must be a skilled and suitable teacher, patient and forbearing and willing to suffer wrong. He must correct his opponents with courtesy and gentleness in the hope that God may grant that they will repent and come to know the truth, that they will perceive and recognize and become accurately acquainted with and and with an, and acknowledge it. So when we come to them, not, you know, contending with them, not fighting, not quarrelsome, but we come to them with um, patience and forbearing and willing to suffer wrong, it's going to bring that person back unto the Lord. It's going to let them know, okay, I do have offense. I shouldn't have said what I said. And 26 said, and that they may come to their senses and escape out of the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him, henceforth to do his God's will. So when we come to them in a kind and gentle spirit, it's allowing them to see that they were wrong but when you come to them in anger and in wrath it said grievous words stir up anger but a soft words turn away wrath you cannot come at a person that's angry in that same tone you have to really be humble before those people even though you're hurting on the inside because they're slicing you up what you have to do you have to speak to the holy spirit on the inside and say holy spirit Help me. Help me to reach them where they are. If the Holy Spirit don't give you nothing at that time because everything is just going crazy, he will give you that opportunity, but it's not going to be 20 years later. Do y'all hear me? It ain't going to be a week later. The Holy Spirit is so faithful, he don't want the devil to grab hold to that and let that person sleep on that. And then the more a person sleep on a thing, the bigger the fire get. So that's why we have to handle things right then and there or before they lay down. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You have to make sure you have husbands and wives. Don't go to bed angry. Don't go to bed thinking about shoulda, coulda, woulda. No, you need to work that out. You need to talk about that. Don't go to bed in separate rooms either because you're separating yourselves from one another. Now, if he's slapping you all upside the head or she's slapping you all upside the head, don't stay in that room. That's a demon. If you ain't ready to cast that demon out, leave the room. Lock the door. Call on Jesus. But see... Basically, most marriages is based on Jezebel and Ahab. Meaning that Jezebel is ruling that house and the man let Jezebel do it to go to sleep. That's truth. Some of you men say, I ain't no Ahab. Well, quit acting like one. Rise up. Let them know who you are in God in a loving way. And if you can't reach them, you've done your part. So what we have to do is acknowledge when offense is in our lives. We have to be the first ones to acknowledge that, Father, I took offense. I sh-. You know what irritates you the most? If you come back at a person and you don't come back at them because they said something to you, you coming back to them and letting them know, you know, how you feel. Don't it bother you when you know you hadn't taken offense, that you took offense? No, I didn't. I didn't. I re- yes, you did. What do you do in those situations, y'all? What do you do? You have to really say, okay, if that's what you feel I took, please forgive me. Because if you know you didn't, who are you proving yourself to? You're just making it worse, telling them what you didn't do. But everybody know when people really take offense, because when you keep bothering them, anger come right after. It, it just ball. It just, yeah. I told my husband one day, I said, you're making me angry. Didn't I? I sure did. I had to be honest with him because he was. But then I just had to slope and roll. And I had to look to Jesus, who's my author, and finish up my faith. Because these men are throw the, throw the rock and hide the hand. And act like they ain't done not one thing, women. Mm-hmm, Rick over there, oh my. <laughs> act like they ain't done nothing. I remember me and my husband said, y'all, I'm not ashamed of me and my husband game. And the reason why I'm not ashamed, because we get it right. That's what, if I had something to hide, I sure wouldn't be telling you. But I remember was on the phone, I was on the phone with my son and my husband, he was ironing clothes and I'm talking to my son. I can't even remember what I was talking to him about. I think my son wanted to use, no, he was telling me what he was going to cook that night. And he said, well, I would use the George Foreman, but you know, our George Foreman is tore up. So my husband said, you can have ours. I said, excuse me. How do you think you can give him our George Foreman? So then he said, well, you you give him stuff and don't ask me. Whoo, you're making me angry. So we had to settle that little dispute. It was a little dispute. And my son on the phone laughing. He laughing. But I wasn't laughing. After I hung up that phone, I say, did you realize you was offering him my George woman? Maybe there's a reason why I not want him to hold that George Foreman. You should have asked me for, well, you don't ask me when you tell him to get stuff. Oh, Jesus, take me to the to Jesus. So we had to work it out, y'all, and we did work it out. We worked it out, y'all. We sure did. That was the Tuesday I told y'all I was going to shut down Bible study. Last Tuesday. <laughs> it was funny. I was going to close it down because I said, Lord, it must be good tonight for me to say, I'm not going tonight. But then I talked to my Jesus. I talked to the Holy Spirit. I said, it ain't about me. It ain't about me. I can't apologize. I can't apologize to my husband because I understood my wrong. He understood his, and we settled it, and y'all, we went about our business, and that was the end of it. So see, when you're not ashamed, I'm not ashamed. Why? Because there's nothing to be ashamed of when you take the word of God. I'm teaching it to you. So don't you know the enemy's going to come? He's going to use whom and y'all. It was coming left and right. Not only from him, it was coming. But the Lord let me know how to deal with it. I I go back to woe from home. The offense come. I'm like, I can't be one of them (laughs) woes. So let me handle this right now. So I'm, I'm here to help you. Because God is helping me. So we need to quit wanting titles. We need to quit wanting to lead. And we can't follow. See, follow me as I follow Christ. If I'm telling you about offense and I hold offense, what's the point of me teaching it to you? I'm a hypocrite. So what I'm saying tonight and all of this teaching that y'all have gotten so far on strife and, and offense How has it changed your life? What have you done with it? Or have things start pouring into your life to bring it, but you ain't taking the word of God to make sure it doesn't take root? Or what's there already that has taken root? Have you taken the word of God to uproot it? To say, no, devil, it's not going to be no offense in this house. We operate through love. So we want to make sure that we are operating through love. And a person that is very offended, they have up walls, y'all, because they're hurt. So they're not going to let anybody come up on them. They put up walls. That's why a person come at people harshly when someone asks them a question because they've been so hurt through church. They've been so hurt through relationships, on jobs, so they got a guard up. No, you, you're not going to attack me. They're always ready for you. And they get very suspicious, too. They always be in the church trying to overlisten. A person who overlisten ain't heard a thing you said. They done got it all switched up, all crossed up. And you that's why y'all have to have them record us. Because people say, I didn't say that. Play it back, Sister Deborah. Play it back. Is that you? Some people, that's very offended. Amy, what? Who is in the room and what number two people? <laughs> so does Teresa sound like Renee? I'm using that for an example. How can two people have a meeting and somebody calls offense one person? And they say that wasn't me, but it's only two people in the room. It's a shame, isn't it? We, as Christians. Should not act like the world act. We should bring change. To get Willie back there just laughing. At least I know you woke. <laughs> see, Brother Willie don't have a problem with me. He knows exactly how I am. Brother Willie gets so so many whoopings, y'all. Y'all probably see him, me dragging him down the aisle. He get whooped so much, but he don't take offense. He You know, you know his main word is, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, if it's yes, ma'am, Willie, why you do it? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> but he does not get offended like that. Why? Because when a person gets to know you and they get to know how you are, they don't allow offense to come between them. Now, if I get too rough for Brother Willie, I may call him back and say, Brother Willie, did you understand what yeah, I understood what you said. Now, I apologize sometime, right, Brother Willie? He said, oh, no, I didn't get offended by it. But if the Holy Spirit tell me to go back, I'll go back. But if he don't, don't look for me. to call him. Mm. But if you think I offended you, then you do need to call me. But if the Holy Spirit don't tell me I offended you, I done lost your number. That's how we're supposed to do it. But some people don't see offense because they never see their wrong. They see everybody... You know what I see? I see whining babies in the body of Christ. That's whine, whine, whine me, whine, whine, whine me. Why, 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 me? why are people always talking about me? Every time I turn around, my name is always out there. Grow up, please. We're not in elementary no more. Do you know it's elementary um, young kids who are acting more godly than Christian folk? That'll go, go share their candy, even though they said, we don't want you over here. And they'll go and try it again. Get their little feelings hurt and go again. Then they'll come home and they'll share with you. How was your day? Well, this happened today. And then you have to encourage them and say, this is what you do. Maybe they're having a bad. And you don't tell them, whoop them good tomorrow. You whoop them good. You don't let them come up on you like that. You whoop them good. Tell their tail up. You don't do that. You encourage them in the Lord. So closing on that, last two things that we went over. Offended people are, number one, those who have been treated unjustly will hold offense because of being treated unjustly. Yes, some people have been treated unjustly, but you don't hold offense because you've been treated unjustly. Two, those who believe they have been treated unjustly. This is another category where they believe they've been treated unjustly, but they actually haven't. They believe with all their hearts that they have been treated wrong. Their conclusions are drawn from inaccurate information or their information is accurate, but their conclusion is distorted. Their understanding is darkened because of their hurt. They judge by assumption, appearance, and Roma. Those are the two categories. Ask your neighbor. Which one are you? Now, we went over the first part of offense. I just reviewed everything we went over so far dealing with offense. Now I'm going to open up the floor just for a few minutes. With everything that I have went over, have anybody experienced any of these things, and how have you dealt with it? Anyone. I thought my husband was raising his hand. You don't talk about us. <laughs> so everybody is good with offense. Let me tell you, each person will help somebody. Yours might be different from mine. It's nothing that we have to be ashamed of. And whatever you do, you don't call names <laughs> of whomever you had something with. But it's going to help people to know this is how I dealt with it. Please deal with it with the word. Don't just leave it there. Why are you coming up here? I want to say this. The Lord reminded me of something. I want to bring correction. You remember how we would say women, some women say, I can talk to my husband like that, but you don't have a right talking to him like that. The Holy Spirit corrected me. I shouldn't even talk to my husband like that. I shouldn't even speak to my husband in a manner in front of y'all that belittles him. I shouldn't holler at my husband in front of y'all and say, that's how we got it going on. It's something wrong with me then. I should treat him like I want to be treated. Amen? So we, we got to squash that too.
1: I might have told this story before, but it came into to my remembrance. Um, I took offense to this guy one time because... I used to work with him before county, and he was a Christian guy. He always quiet and humble, and you know people kind of get over him. Sometimes he wants sitting, small and walk off. So he uh, works on small engines on the side. And this is before I got my uh, Kubota lawnmower. So I had this lawnmower kept breaking down. Now I took it to him one day to work on. I guess he got tired of me coming over there, and he just took one off me and told me I need just junk it. I mean, it wasn't worth fixing. You know what I mean. I got real offended because, man, I felt like crying. I mean, this guy talking like that. I mean, he caught me off guard, you know. I said, man, you hurt my feelings up a little more." So I went home, whining to my wife about it. I said, you know what? See, if I had bad at work, you know, and took it out on you. I'm like, man, not him, though. He don't do that, you know. So I hung myself, you know, and I, and I went back to his house to get my more. And he come up and apologized. I said, James said, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. We're both Christians, and I shouldn't have went off on for you. Because I had a bad day at work that day. And I said, "Now I forgive you for it. You know, it's all well and good. But, he, you know, he, I did take offense at the start with. But I didn't launch out back at him. I just kind of held it in, you know. But I did take offense when he you know, came back at me that day.
0: Now, what if I asked his wife when he came home and told me how that man treated him? And I would have been like Jezebel, say, get your coat. We going back over there and we are going to handle this. Be a man. Shoot him in his behind if you have to. But that wasn't me. I encouraged him because the Holy Spirit let me know he was having a bad day. you that's what we do. Because it hurts when you know somebody belittle your spouse. You know, but some men let m- men and other people cuss them out. Talk to them any kind of way and don't say nothing. You don't do that. You don't do that. You have to humble yourself and say, wait a minute. That's my wife you're talking to. And I don't disrespect her. And I'm not going to allow you to disrespect her in a loving way. That's what we do. Anybody else? Nobody. Through all of this? Come on, Teresa. Willie back there just smiling.
2: This is about my grandbaby. Um, she was here for Christmas holidays and she has the smushiest little heart. Um, but we had, they were, I had all the girls that night and they were sitting at the table, no breakfast, they were eating breakfast and they loved their granddaddy pancakes. They don't they want granddaddy to cook breakfast so he always cooked breakfast for them so they were sitting there and she started saying um grace and then the rest of them all my granddaughters the other ones wanted to be picky so it hurt her little heart no not the grace not that one but that was one too with her little heart being offended but it was one where they were eating something and i was asking each one of them what they wanted to eat and everybody they're picky eaters anyway but she would take everything baby you want some of this yeah baby you want some of this yeah baby you want some chitlins yeah she didn't know what it was but she wanted some so i put them on a plate so i'm asking the other ones you want this no Ew. no and she said, that's not nice. You're not supposed to say that. If someone offers you something, you're supposed to say yes, please, thank you. And then they would say, well, I don't want it. I don't like that. And she like, Grandma, they are being mean and I was just trying to tell them to be nice. I say, it's okay. I say, everybody's right, but y'all in the wrong tune. She said that and then they're trying to explain to me, going, Grandma, I don't like that. I say, but listen, just listen. What she said is right. You know, if someone offers you something, you don't necessarily have to take it, but you can say no thank you instead of saying, no, I don't want that, that nasty. But you've never tried it. I say, so just say no thank you or maybe I'll try that. And then I had to let her know that she was right, but I was still letting them know that they were right because they hurt her little feelings. So I'm trying to bring them all back together, explaining how they could not offend one another because it was going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I'm like, no, what she's saying is it's nice to accept things. Sometimes you accept things and you don't want them. But you could just taste it and you could decide you don't like it and don't eat it. So that settled it with her. And then they started asking, well, Grandma, can I try that? Well, Grandma, can I try that? So then everybody was happy. Nobody was offended no more.
0: Amen. <laughs> now what scripture did we go over dealing with that? Nobody know? How about Paul? And Barnabas. When they had such sharp contention. Both of them was right. But they did have to go their separate ways. Right? But see how Teresa explained it. To them. So it can cut down on that contention. And that offense. That's what we're supposed to do. Is there anyone else? That want to share? Okay. Nobody else want to share? I pray that the first... Part of what I have been teaching on has the word is doing what it needs to do to help all of us see what's there and how to deal with what's there. Y'all, please don't leave it there. I have been preaching on this for I don't know how long. And he's coming back again. And he wants all of us, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We don't just say yes when we know it ain't yes. We tell people, you know, this is how... Can I talk to you about this? We, we help us one to another. But we don't hold that like that. And don't say, I'm okay. No, you're not. You're not okay. And we'll walk off like, I'm going to pray. Holy Spirit, gonna, he's already helping you. If you got ought against your brother, Matthew 18, you go to your brother. That's how we supposed to handle it. We don't supposed to go to anyone except the person we got ought with. If somebody got off with my husband, why are you coming to me? You know what I'm going to tell you? Do I look like James? Do I look like the administrator? Then you're going to get offensive. Offenses. Pastor, why you say that? Because I'm i I'm not the one who said it. He was. So why are you coming to me? You need to go to him. That's what we're supposed to do. Just because we have leadership in the church, if you got a problem with the leader, you go to the leader you have the problem with. <laughs> You go to the leader you have the problem with. You don't go to Sister Deborah. Because Mrs. is gonna say, I don't even know what you talking about. Why you come all up over in here, I just count the morning. hmm And <laughs> y'all gonna be looking at Sister Deborah like she crazy. Come on, Brother Willie. You got to walk way up here. No, you're not. Come on, I get somebody to bring you the mic. Can somebody take Brother Willie the mic. He tell my see what I'm talking about. My husband said, "Meet him halfway." Look look at look at him, y'all. He coming, Willie. He tell my thank you. If I had a million dollars up here, it wouldn't take you long.
1: But restaurant that night.
0: Yeah. All right, Willie Bryant.
3: Thank you, Pastor Jane. Pastor, I, I just want to say that, uh, you know, like when you said that, you know, you always supposed to speak the truth in love, right? Right. I just I just feel like, you know, that we have did it so long. Like when you say for an instant, you know, I say, tell somebody, you know, they say, well, you know, what I got to say, you know, how you like this, you know. And you know it don't look good. You know you don't like it. But you tell them. If you tell them, you know, that it don't look good, I think that we so used to, you know, people saying stuff to us that's not true that when we go to tell that person it don't look good or you don't like it, you know, don't agree with them. You know, I, I think, you know, we just used to being offended by it. You know what I'm saying?
0: That's because you bought the offense from lying. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. For instance, I ain't saying
0: you, Willie, but whoever it is. That's why we start out right, right, and we'll end up right, because yeah. let me follow you. If somebody come to you and they ask you, let's say Calvin. Calvin asks you, uh, D, how this look? Yeah, 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 that look good. That look good. So you tell him it look good, but in the back of your mind, you're saying he don't need to wear that no more. So then, is that what you're saying?
3: Yeah, okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, if he asked me, in other words, what I'm saying is if Kevin say, you know, hey, bro, you know, I just got this suit, you know, how do it look? And I would say, well, you know, it just, you know, I I don't like it, man. It just don't look good. Brother, you know, I'm not saying that Kevin would do that, but I'm just saying a lot of people, you know, would be offended by it. You know, they they, they won't receive what you're saying. But guess what?
0: They ask for your opinion.
3: Yeah. Do not ask me. Yeah.
0: If you don't want me to tell you truth now, don't yeah. ask me nothing, y'all, if you don't want me to tell you the truth. And no. that's exactly what I'm going to tell you. If you got offended, that's yeah. your fault because yeah. you come to me. Now, if I come up to um, Teresa and say, girl, run home quick. She didn't ask for my opinion. Yeah. Did she? Yeah. But it's, so I'm going to bring offense, yeah. aren't I? Go ahead, Willie.
3: Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. Nine times out of ten, people is going to be offended by it. You know, they, you know we, we may say we don't. But we will, you know, be offended by, you know, uh, think about it. You know, I wonder why, you know, he said that, you know. Uh, and they need care. to
0: come back to you then. And they need to say, hey, Brother Willie, why you say that about my suit? You know what you need to humble yourself and say, because you asked me. Yeah. And I'm sorry, did I say something wrong? I'm just telling you truth. Mm-hmm. You can't do nothing else. Yeah. But humble yourself and say, I'm sorry if I offended you in any way, but you asked me.
3: But you understand what I was trying to bring out there? Did
0: everybody understand what Willie was saying? Okay. Did anybody have those situations, especially when men tell their wife something look good and you know it don't look good? But guess what you're doing, Julia? Yeah. You sending them out looking a certain kind of way. And then when they get to Quanah and they ask Quanah, and Quanah say, no, I wouldn't wear that. And then they say, well, Julia told me to. And Quanah say, "I can Julia tell you something like that? Then you're going to be mad because you're going to say, well, why you had to tell them I said? You see what I'm saying? And then the whole church is blowing up because Julia wouldn't tell that person, pull up your pants. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's what I'm saying. Right.
0: Some people may think they look good, but if you love them with the love of God and you know, you can say, you know, I wouldn't wear that. But it's according to where you are. <clears throat> Julia, How could you? What you need to do is lay hands on her. Hey, I say in the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but we have to be open and we have to be honest y'all with one another because we are brothers and sisters. Anytime somebody asks you something, they trust you with what they're asking you. So if they ask you, then they don't know what's going to come from you. And they shouldn't be getting offended. And they should tell you, you know, that offended me when you told me. And you say, well, I'm so sorry, but you wanted me to tell you, so. Right. That's right. Kathy? Kathy? And then your face is like, (laughs) and in the back of your mind, like, don't go back to that person. Y'all imagine beauticians when somebody's sitting in your seat and they telling you what they want and you doing it like they're telling, you know, the beautician is cutting the hair like they want it. Then when they finish and they ask you, is that okay? Yeah, 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 that's good. That's good. I like that. Then leave out and then go talk about the beautician. Christian folk. Go talk about them. They ask you, was there a problem? And then have the audacity to call them back and say, I want my money. Why you want your money back? Because my hair is jacked up. You told me it was okay before you left. Let me tell you something. Once you're behind, get up out the seat. Don't say it like that, though. Once you get up out the seat and you leave out the door, you don't get no refund. Now, you sit there until we get it right before you pay me that's how it's supposed to be y'all we suppose we're Christians and and on these jobs we'll sit there in front of the boss have an issue won't tell him what the issue is to help him out